Welcome back to the 150K Podcast. I'm your host, Joe Graham, where we help you take your dreams to six figures and beyond. Today, I have with me Alex Morrison. Did I say that right? Or Alex Morris? Correct. Cool. Correct. So, Alex, let my audience know a little bit about you. I mean, we just recently met. So this is kind of like a first date for us. So um, just in that haha, we met type of stage, but give people a little bit of your background, what you do. I mean, I know you have a podcast, you do digital marketing, but yeah, just give a little bit of a background of, of, of who you are. 100%. Well, hello, Joe. Hello, everyone. Um, my name is Alex Morris. As stated, I'm currently in Sydney, Australia, where I live on the northern beaches with my wife and two twin baby girls, and I'm having a blast. And uh, yeah, I was in the, the coaching space for about seven years. I was running health coaching, nutrition coaching businesses in a few different iterations, trying to get that one to stick. Took me through some, some network marketing for a few different companies, learned all about the different uh, softwares and everything you need to use on the internet to just run an online business these days. And it was going okay. I lived off it for a few years, but um when I heard that we were having not one, but two babies, <laughs> I was like, I really can't spend my evenings needing to be on webinars and sales calls. And I can't keep making health content because I'm probably going to be sleep deprived and yep. grow a beard and all this kind of stuff. So um, I, I had one friend who I've been helping with the marketing side of his business. And I thought, I'm going to have a crack at just saying that's what I do. And so this was about just, just over a year and a half ago now. And um, yeah, I, I pretty much just fell into marketing as a job, as a means to an end. But over the first few months of it, I realized it was a very leveraged business model which I love because I am all about family time for this first few years of these babies being around and I'm getting better at it every day. It's uh, the creative side of it is always been easy for me. Uh, I love to write. I love to make video. I love to make imagery, do podcasts, that sort of thing. But the data side, the, the tracking, the numbers, that's always been tough for me. But as I learn and tick off those boxes and get better at those things, Marketing has become a really enjoyable business for me. And now, you know, I'm doing three times my previous salary, uh, working probably less hours. And I just feel like I've found that one thing now, mm-hmm. which is no, great. Awesome. I love that. First off, congratulations on the babies. That is amazing. That's fun. You're right. There'll be times when you wish you could sleep. You just don't get to. And you got two. So two is a lot. That's a good thing. That's cool. Yeah. Um, and I love that you did that. You reinvented what you were doing. So you were in the coaching space. You were helping people. And then you had a thing come up where you wanted to have more family time, which you weren't going to be able to do. So you just reinvented yourself. And then, like you said, kind of fell into what you love. So do you help coaches um, with their marketing, like just coaches, or do you do it for businesses as well? Or what's your business model with that? We've evolved into just coaches now. So To The Moon Digital is my company. We do lead generation for coaches and consultants, uh, people who, who take an appointment. You know, you're a salesperson. If I can get someone in front of you in a sales situation, that's kind of my job. So I did start off doing 
lots of different businesses. Mm-hmm. You know, I have I had a jewelry company. I had like a salon. I had uh, some personal trainers in there. I had some people who ran seminars, all sorts. And being from the coaching space, most of the people who approached me seemed to be in that sort of demographic. Mm-hmm. And I started to figure out the systems that work best for them. So about eight months ago, I made the decision to cut my old brand, which was called No Frills Marketing. And No Frills Marketing was, uh, that was my means to an end company because I barely had any time. So it was kind of like low budget, beginners in the space. And then I just rebranded a few months back and said, coaches and consultants these people do high ticket sales Mm -hmm. every time they get a customer they're not making 40 bucks or 400 bucks they're making you know two grand three grand on the phone and that means they can reinvest in the marketing they can scale my job's easier their job's more exciting and so yeah coaches and consultants is the the area that i've chosen to work with yeah, no, I love that because a lot of times what I see coaches and people that I've talked to do is they'll get too broad of a group instead of niching down. And you found a group of people that you can help. And again, you were very specific. They sell $1,000 items, $50,000 items, $10,000, like higher tickets. So freeing up their time and taking care of the marketing for them, that's brilliant. That, that's, that's, that, I like that a lot. So mm. with that and how you're doing it, what... um. So you do their like Facebook ads, their marketing, what, what type, when you say marketing, that can be a lot of different things. So what type of marketing do you do for coaches? I have a lot of coaches that listen to this. So they'll be like, you didn't ask that. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So primarily it's the digital marketing side, which at the moment for me, my expertise lies in paid social media campaigns. So uh, Facebook and Instagram ads both come from Facebook. So what we'll do is we'll generally work together for three months initially and we will craft one big evergreen Facebook marketing campaign that will become a predictable lead generation system for them. Mm -hmm. So everything that is involved in that campaign from the, the imagery, the video, the ad copy, the creative, the audiences, the tracking, the landing pages, the email follow-ups, integrations, automations, all that stuff, just creating this big online ecosystem. And uh, yeah, everything from there, we, we we can do some Google ads, we can do some YouTube, we can do some LinkedIn, but our bread and butter is Facebook and Instagram because you're putting yourself in front of people who don't even know they're looking for you yet. And uh, that's a really cool thing. So sometimes on YouTube or Google, for example, I feel it's a slower burn mm-hmm. because um, people sort of need to already be looking. They need to be kind of problem aware that they are looking for something. And that's why they're searching those keywords. Yep. But on Facebook and Instagram, for example, it's based off of what you like, what audiences uh, you're in, what people you're following, what you're interested in. And so it's a great space because that's where you can be scrolling through your phone and maybe you're feeling uh, like you want to grow your business faster or you're feeling like you put on a little bit of weight during lockdown, that sort of thing. And then, ba-boom, something appears in front of you that says, we can help you solve that problem. Mm-hmm. And you're like, I never even searched for this. So, so yeah, Facebook, Instagram, landing pages, a lot of email follow-up. 
And that's kind of what we where we, we start with people and then see where it goes depending on the business, depending on the brand, because everyone is different. Yeah. Well, and I think maybe because you were a coach for, I think you said seven years before, you kind of already know the ideal clients for certain coaches when they're coming in. So that probably helps with the marketing and that type of stuff. Um, so here's a little bit of a different question. And I know with having babies and stuff, it's going to be a little bit different. And everyone talks about mindset and daily routines and all. <laughs> it's having kids and everything now. This is still a fun question. Do you have a daily routine or do you try to stick to routine or is it just, I'm going to do what I can when I can, because I've had kids before. I understand they can be a handful. <laughs> I mean, I, I talked about this. There's a video on my Facebook page somewhere, which is called, I think it's called like my $250,000 morning routine. And this is, that's about the level of revenue my company's doing. And I explained that anytime between five and 6 a.m., I'm woken by the, the, the noises that, and, and then uh, you see where that goes. So you're kind of half awake listening to see, are they going to wake up or not? Yep. And then eventually it gets to a point where they've either fallen back to sleep or they are both grizzling so much, you wake up. And then my wife does the overnight feeds if they need to be done. Mm -hmm. So I am the early morning guy. So perfect. it's come out. It is instantly, you know, get them changed, give them some bottles, change diapers. Um, I've got my coffee machine ready to go. And then for about an hour and a half when my wife sleeps in, it's just me. And then we get breakfast ready and then we all go for a family walk. And then we come back. I generally start work by about 10 a.m. Mm -hmm. And uh, before that, there is absolutely zero personal development mindset work. We go for a lovely outdoor walk to the beach and back, which uh, which is obviously great for the body and mind and yep. you know, family. But uh, after that, man, I am kind of winging it a little bit. I've uh, I've recently started to wake up earlier um, to get in some of that Wim Hof breathe, breathing. I don't know if anyone knows Wim Hof, the Ice Man conscious breathing. Yep. I love swimming in cold water. Uh, so I'm trying to do maybe 20 minutes of breathing in cold showers every day. And that's about all I can manage until they go to bed at 6 p.m. And that's yep. when I start exercising and all that kind of thing. No, no, that <laughs> makes sense. But that's a lot. But again, what I love about this is that you're creating a life by design that works for you. So like I'm not I don't like getting up early in the morning. I do most of my routine stuff after I get home from either my, because I still work for corporate America or after I get done with my coaching stuff, I do a lot of my stuff at night. And that's why I always tell people on here, you can get to over 150K or more different ways. You don't have to do it the same way, but you do have to take time for it. So, I mean, I commend you on that for sure. I've <laughs> tried doing, I don't like the cold stuff as much. I believe next week I'm going to be getting in a glacier lake because I'm going up to um, George Ooh. Bryant. Um, lightning business thing, which I, I was there in May at another buddy of mine's event up in Montana. I got into the lake, but it was May and it was 70 and it was still freezing. It's supposed to be 43. So this will be a very different experience for me. I, I'm all into it. I'm trying to do meditations more. I can get to about 10 minutes now before I get distracted. So, you know, I'm with you, my friend. I'm with you. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah. Well, med meditation, a, a lot of the stuff that we're told in this coaching space, in this personal development space, all the stuff you're told you have to do to be successful, you realize that 
Well, well, what I've realized is that success is really, it is structural. It's got nothing to do with how many minutes of meditation or how many push-ups you've done that morning or how many pages of a book you've read. All those things are super supplementary and, and helpful for you as a person, right? And increase your confidence and everything. But dude, when I was, you know, in my first two, three years of coaching, I was doing everything they told you to do. I'd go down the beach in the morning and I was meditating and all these rituals, get myself all pumped up. And then I'll be reading and meditating and stop drinking. And and I was just broke for like four years. Mm-hmm. But now I pretty much just do whatever makes me feel good. Yep. And I'm in the best, best space ever. And it's all to do with the structure of my business. Mm-hmm. Nothing to do with, you know, the conscious breathing doesn't make me make more money, right? It just, uh, it just means I can go for a run longer yep. and, and makes me, <laughs> gives me energy without having too much coffee. So, man, yeah, I, I, I think um, working with the coaching space, I see a lot of beginner coaches really concerned that they are, a, you know, they need to be fixed before they can have any success, that they're kind of almost broken because they've come from a certain, you know, uh, background. But we both know people, especially in, you know, the corporate space who are potentially not the greatest people out there, but they're doing very well. Yep. And we know incredible people who do everything perfectly and are really struggling financially. So, yeah, man, I'm, I'm just learning that uh, as my, my routine that I thought was important has just gone completely out the window. Um, it is really how I set my business up that is really the formula for success. Everything else is great on the, on the outside, but... Um, no, I'm with you. I'm with you 100%. Yeah. Success right. leaves clues. So like I do do some self-help stuff. I do do some personal development because I think it's good for you. But for the first, I've been in sales for 15 years. Mm-hmm. I didn't really get into like self-help type of stuff till maybe four or five years ago. And I've dabbled into it. It's not like I have to do it this way. Um, yeah. But success leaves clues. Like there's a sales process that I train people to do. If you follow this process, the law of doing the process is going to work. Same thing with your business. If you follow the right process, you're going to get the results you need. Now, should you take care of yourself? Yes. Like you said, you try to do breath work. You try to do different stuff to make you feel better. The walks with the family, I think that's amazing. My wife and I go for walks all the time. It's a great thing, but it's finding what works for you. Hmm. So let's let's dive a little bit deeper because I like this whole, because there's probably a lot of first-time coaches that listen to this. What sure. other pitfalls did you run into? Because like I ran into pitfalls doing sales. So now what now that I've started doing coaching, I don't just chase after someone's newest thing. But for people that are just starting out, what are besides trying to do everything perfect, which we know we can't be perfect, what what else do you do you see people fall into? I think shiny object syndrome is what we call it. Uh, me and my my circle of friends, which is okay. Um, I've spent like six weeks trying to get my coaching business off the ground, but it's not really working. So I'll I'll change my niche and or niche, as you guys say, and I'll change my niche and I'll go over there and I'll, I'll train these people instead. Or you know, I'm not really making any money in there. I'll go and buy some NFTs, or mm, not, maybe I'll start a podcast. Or you know what? Um, Multi-level marketing, I'll do that. That'll be the secret. And it's just yep. <laughs> that oscillating, consistently moving back and forth to different to different options that you think will be the, the secret to your success. And people do that in their marketing. They do that in their message. And sometimes it is 
a, a full business shift to say, now I'm coaching men. Now I'm coaching women. Now I'm coaching everyone. Now I'm coaching business owners. Or sometimes it's just um, that they don't give their message time to develop. Yep. Yep. And they assume that like a podcast, you know, I was talking about how I'm on episode 20 something of my podcast and I'm getting absolutely bubkus listeners. No one's listening to it. And three, four years ago, I probably would have quit after two episodes after Mm -hmm. assuming I'd have a thousand downloads in the first one. So um, yeah, man, there's a lack of patience these days uh, because, and through no fault of their own, the, the the reason that people have no patience is because we're seeing such astronomical success in front of us all day, every day. And we often are not seeing the work that goes into the overnight success. Right. So, um, beginner coaches, man, like if, if you're in a business that means something to you and you're in a niche that can become profitable in the future, then you've got to stick it out. You've got to stick with it. And, um, you know, keep your day job, <laughs> keep your day job. So you don't have to keep oscillating. So you have that comfort. So you have that safety net, which I know isn't a very popular internet thing to say, have a safety net when, you know, you've got, you've got to burn the boats to be successful or you've got to cut your ties and back yourself into a corner. And like, that's fine if you're like Tony Robbins, but it doesn't work for everyone. It certainly didn't right. work for me. And uh, I, I think if you are able to keep that safety net and approach your job as a long-term game rather than let's make seven figures in my first year, then you'll be less inclined to follow all those shiny objects and Mm -hmm. and keep oscillating. You can stay on the same path, build a foundation slowly, slowly. And then, yeah, maybe in 18 months time or maybe in three years time, you can quit that full-time job, live off your coaching business and you've, you've made it happen because you've, you didn't keep changing every time it didn't work. I love that. Like, I love that a hundred percent because I think you're right. I think the internet makes it look like all these people are successful. When in reality, if you dig into a lot of them, did they rent the Lambo or did they actually earn the Lambo? Like I have, you know, cause in the circles that you can see, there's always people that are saying they're doing something, but then you see the person that all of a sudden they're just growing slowly, like, Hmm. And you keep watching them and then, five, 10 years from now, they're still in the game. That tells me that they've legitimately built a business. They weren't just a flash in the pan as here. So no, I think that's great. Like I'm still in corporate America. Like I said, I'm doing my Mm. coaching business, my podcasting. Um, But I saw that in the same thing in sales too. Like they hop from sales world to sales world to sales world because, well, I didn't get the big deal right away. It takes time. I love that. I think that's a hundred percent accurate. Yeah. No, that's good. What else about coaches that they need to do? Or good. Well, I was just going to say that, yeah, like you, I was, I was still working a full-time job. I, I came from hospitality and restaurants. So I was a chef for like 12 years. In between that, I did some bartender work. I became like a, a sommelier as well, like a wine guy. Mm-hmm. And then up until the, like the week before the babies were born last July, the whole time my wife was pregnant and, and couldn't work, I was building my marketing business whilst managing a restaurant 50, 60 hours a week. Yep. And so that gave me this awesome amount of confidence that I, you know, trebled, quadrupled my income because I didn't have 
my whole life weighing on every sales call. Yes. And I yes. had this, I could go to work, do something that was natural and easy to me, collect my paycheck every couple of weeks. And then my business became something I could build like that. And so like you still being in corporate, I, I think people, you know, on the internet will say, will, will kind of look down on you for not going all in on your business and giving yourself no option to fail because people like Conor McGregor quit his job and was just all in on that. Or, you know, my, my first coach was that kind of personality where he quit his job and went all in on his business and that forced him to succeed. But when I did it, I lost all my money. I went broke, <laughs> you yeah, know, yeah, yeah. I had to sell my car and move <laughs> to a shitty apartment. So, you know, um, that, that is just a comment about the job thing, man. I think for beginner coaches, put the ego aside, stop trying to be everyone else and just do what works for you and your family, especially if you've got the family there, man. Yes. Uh, <laughs> I'm with you hundred percent. I have a family, I have kids, have a wife. Like we were talking about before I've been married 20 years and mm. like she supports me and it, you, have, you have to have the right partner in, in your corner. She supports me hundred percent, but she would be like, there's no chance in hell she's going to let me just quit my job to pursue my business until I make more money. I made it. I made an agreement with her. I said, look, until I'm making more money doing my business, I won't leave my corporate job. And the crazy yeah. thing is I make really good money with my corporate job. Like I win awards, I do all that stuff. So it's a big goal, but I think you're right. I think a lot of people get so caught up in, I want to be a business owner. Well, find your path, walk it out. Like you said, you had to be adaptable. You had to be willing to work 50, 60 hours a week so that you could do your business so that you could support your family. Cause you got to do that stuff. Mm. Um, which leads me to this. And I think you agree with me on it. I think the thing most people forget or don't realize is the biggest superpower, the biggest secret they have to their business is them and the uniqueness that they bring to that business. You can learn processes, you can learn sales, you can, like you said, you can shift gears. Um, how big of a factor have you seen that with coaches succeeding or not succeeding? Do you think it's like, I just feel that coaches, their own personal aspect that they bring is the secret sauce. They look for all the secret sauces here and there, but really, I mean, do you think that way or do you think of it a little bit differently? No, hundred percent. I, I agree with you completely. Look at, you know, some enormous companies out there, you know, you've got Amazon, McDonald's, Apple, and you look at them and you look at the name of the company. No one really knows who owns McDonald's, right? But when you think what's Tony Robbins' business, it's Tony Robbins. Mm -hmm. uh, what's Grant Cardone's business? It's Grant Cardone. These yep. people who are the coaches, they are the business. And it's, uh, it's the same on the the micro level as well with the, with the beginners. The only issue is that without a brand behind you, you're just another name and, and people assume that the world's going to care about them straight away. Yep. But it's fine that they don't because your personality and your passion is what is going to make the world care about you. Uh, there are millions of people selling the same services. There'll be a business coach, helping you to make more money. There'll be a sales coach helping you make more sales or a weight loss coach or a marketing guy like me. Mm -hmm. But it is your personality. It is your unique uh, perspective, your unique passion and the systems that you've kind of created that have worked for you that will become your business. And so especially in the coaching space, 
or anything kind of service-based, you know, in real estate or things like personal training or massage or even like big chefs these days, you know, Mm -hmm. it, it is like, it's the personality and the style of that one person that becomes the brand. So yeah, I think you need to definitely be very authentic to yourself. All my photos, you know, have me and the babies in them. Um, if I want to wear a freaking Hawaiian shirt, then I'm going to yep. wear a Hawaiian shirt. And, and you, you've always got pictures of yourself out walking, like you said, out by some lovely waterfall. Or I even listened to a podcast of yours the other day and you were literally like in the woods. Yep, that's going for a while. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and so that is so you. Some people would think, oh, I can't go and record a podcast in the woods because that's not what Gary Vaynerchuk does. But it's like, but that's what Joe does. So do what do you <laughs> and yeah. just make yeah yeah no brand personal brand is it, it is the it's the now it's the future and uh coaches need to recognize that even with my company being called to the moon digital i am the face of the company and people don't want to go and work with to the moon they want to go and work with me yep. same yep. with you and, and so i think um pe- yeah people just need to be confident in their own brand confident in their own personality because people can smell mm-hmm. someone who's inauthentic, right? Yeah, you have to be 100% you. So like, yeah, I did a few of my podcasts when I was doing my solo ones. I was just out in the walk. I'm like, I'm just going to jam. And I just did it. And there was like crickets and crap. And I'm like, oh, if you hear that, it's just crickets because I'm out of walk. But being authentic, people love that. People yeah. want it to be perfect. Like I hardly ever, I probably should edit my podcast better, but I hardly ever edit it. Because I like the real, the mess ups, the jokes, uh, oh, I said that wrong or whatever. And as long as the guest I have with me is cool with it, it's no big deal to me because I think being authentically you is just the best thing you can do um, with it. So do you think it's an age thing? Do you think it happens as you grow older? I think it's happened with me as I've gotten older. I just give less and less of a shit about what people think. I'm with you. (laughs) <laughs> I do now. When I was younger, I didn't. When I was younger, I was always trying to please people, always trying to be the one, do the thing. And now that I've gotten, I'm like, either they're going to like me or not. And if they don't connect with me, I don't want to coach them because it's just going to be a pain. They're not going to be happy. I'm not going to be happy. Because I think that's the other secret thing is, is when you get clients, don't try and go get new clients until you fulfill for your clients. And I think mm. a lot of times coaches are always trying, and this is a sales guy saying that it's just crazy. They're always trying to say, hey, get more, get more, get more. Great, get more. But are you serving the people that you have? Or like you said, you can't go adopt more children or have more children if you don't take care of the children you have. And I think that's just the other little thing I've seen in the coaching space. And I could be wrong, but just that they'll, they'll give you this new platform, a new thing, but they're not really serving their people. And I think if we could do that better, we're going to attract our tribe, build our brand and do what we need to do. hundred percent, man. Yeah. I always get confused by these, uh, these coaches you see who, you know, that they're a solopreneur and they are, their method of coaching is very one-to-one. It takes, you know, it's time-based and they say, Oh, I just had another hundred thousand dollar month. And it's like, you had a hundred thousand dollar last month. How many clients have you got, man? <laughs> you must have a thousand clients at this point, which you clearly don't. Uh, and so that to me tells me, A, you're being inauthentic with your numbers and you're bragging, you know, 
maybe you're you're saying sales revenue rather than like the cash in the bank that you've taken. Um, maybe you're projecting, maybe you're rounding up, or maybe you've got all these clients and you're making all these sales, but you're not telling us about the ones who are dropping off after the first month because you haven't given them enough energy. Yeah. So what you've just said is very important about you've got to connect with the clients, like give them your all to a point. Um, but also like know who's the right client for you as well. I'm sure you and I have both had clients who you're kind of glad when they pull the plug on your coaching because mm-hmm. it's the 80, 20 rule, like something like 80% of your revenue and, uh, fun and energy from your business comes from a small amount of your clients or whatever. And then there's like one person and that person is the one that keeps you up at night or texts you late or always complains. And when they finish, I had one finish yesterday, mm-hmm. to be honest. I had one of those clients pull out yesterday and I was like, best of luck with your journey, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I'm fine with that. It's been, it's been real. So, but that, that is only something you can learn with experience. Hey, mm-hmm. just, uh, knowing who is the right client for you and seeing the red flags of uh, when you're not going to gel together as a partnership because it's a partnership, mm-hmm. a coaching relationship, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And you don't want to be stuck in the wrong partnership. We've all done that dating or whatever. And it's just like, or just friends, you know, like you just grow apart. It just doesn't work. And it's the mm. best thing for you. I know. I think people are so afraid of losing the money, but in reality, who are you not able to help? If you're being having to deal with someone that's not even, you know, you're connected right with, you know, you can help so many more people like, yeah, I'm, I, w- I agree with you 100% there. Good. <laughs> <laughs> so here's the thing. Let's, this is a weird question. And I like to ask it every once in a while. But before we do that, because I always do this in the middle. I hate doing the where are you at at the end because people drop off and all. So tell sure. people where they can find you. Tell me a little bit about your podcast and then I'll get to that question. That's a very good idea, Joe, to do this at the beginning or in the middle. So my name's Alex Morris. You can search for me on, on Facebook and Instagram on my two main platforms. I'm to the moon digital. I now have a YouTube channel as well. I'm uploading every couple of days. That is Alex Morris. That's my name. And my podcast is coaches to the moon. That's on Spotify anchor and uh apple as well so yeah man coaches to the moon to the moon digital any combination of those words it's generally going to be me that's awesome and hey do us a favor because we do get rated and this is how people get to hear about us more go to his podcast on apple you can actually rate it like and comment so go listen to his content if you fall in love with it rate it like it comment share it to your friends because that's how these voices get out. That's how you hear more about us. And that's how you get to level up more. So I have this really fun question I like to ask. It's kind of weird. It's kind of different. You can go back in time as far as you want to. You can go forward in time as far as you want to. doesn't matter. You get to go see one person and stay with them and learn with, from them for an entire year. And you can bring that knowledge back to the present. Where would you go and what would you learn? Funny because before you said you get to stay with one person, I was instantly, my answer to that question is like ancient Rome because that'd be just the coolest shit ever. Uh Uh, I loved ancient history when I was at school. 
It was the only subject I ever did any work in. I could write for days about Romans and gladiators and I visited Rome a few times and it just fascinates me. However, I can't particularly think of many people I'd like to hang out with from that era because the more you learn about them, they're all bad, <laughs> yep. they're all bad shit crazy. So, so um, oh, dude, I, I think if I had to go and learn from someone for a year, I'm going to try and take, you know, the context of that time period out of my head because you think, okay, if I'm going back to the 1800s, I'm definitely going to end up with some sort of septicemia no antibiotics, <laughs> you know, yep, yep. very few indoor bathrooms. Um, okay. So I think if I could hang out with someone for a year and just be friends with them, dude, I'm not, I'm not really particularly attracted to the big business guys because I've got mentors who are big business, mm-hmm. not big business, but they are, laser focus on their business but yep. they're all single single guys and um it doesn't work for me so the big names you think of and i'm just going by process of elimination here joe because i was not expecting that question yep that's and, i throw it out there <laughs> <laughs> um I, I think i think if i had to go and hang out with anyone for a year and learn from them my mind goes to more the creative game to be honest you know it goes more towards people who just think differently and just live their life completely on their own terms and so I'm thinking kind of like rock stars and filmmakers mm-hmm. from like the seventies, that sort of thing. I'm, I'm thinking my, my mind's going to, would I want to go and hang out with John Bonham from Led Zeppelin for a year? Or would I want to go and hang out with Francis Coppola who did the Godfather for a year? Because oh, I feel like, I, I feel like that's the kind of guy because like I said, you, you can go and learn business systems from anywhere mm-hmm. and business, business systems from those days potentially wouldn't be particularly relevant these days. Right. But if I went and hung out with Francis Coppola while he was figuring out how to direct The Godfather and I saw the way he envisions something enormous and then brings it together and then manages the people doing that, then I think that would be the kind of lessons you could take forwards for the rest of your life Mm -hmm. Um, because it's creative it is managing people. It's vision. It is hanging out with Al Pacino, which is pretty awesome. Yep, yep. But, uh, but, but mostly it's, um, I think, people who think that differently about the world and who have that amount of vision would be infinitely more powerful to hang out with versus someone who is just really, really good at numbers mm-hmm. in my head. Oh, no, no. I think that's great. So we're going to do a couple of things here. I was a history major for a while. I love history. So we'll talk about Roman in a second. But I love how you're doing that with with that because I never would have thought about that. You're the first person that's answered it this way. Some people said, I want to go talk to my younger self. I want to go talk to my mom. I want to become a, talk to a cook. It's like, cool, whatever. But um, 
thinking about that because it's still related to business, but it's such a creative person. Like with the guy that did the Godfather, I'm just sitting there going, that's really good. I love that. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I, I love ancient Rome. Like I like watching that whole history stuff, anything pre-gun I'm into, but yeah, sure. I wouldn't want to hang out with Caligula. I wouldn't want to hang out with Nero, not even no. Julius Caesar. He was a little bit out there too. Like, I mean, force marching when you have no weight. Yeah. Yeah. I'm with you there. That's How funny. Crazy. Yeah. How funny. Yeah, man. Like, um, It'd be these guys that it'd be it'd be fun to go to a party at their house, but then when you gotta <laughs> you gotta see them again, you know, for yeah. another day. And, and that's the way I thought about that question a lot of times. My my one of my biggest heroes in the whole world is uh is, is Jamie Oliver, the chef, because mm-hmm. I was a chef for a long time. Um he's English, I'm English, I grew up learning to cook from him, and he seems to kind of tick all the boxes. He's a he's got a family, he seems like a really good family man. He has immense wealth and power without showing it off, without being a private jets and suits and Lambos. He drives in his Range Rover and wears a flannel shirt and just kind of is, is a chilled out dude. But, um, but yeah, I, I don't think I would. Uh, I think if you gave me the question of anyone throughout history, I wouldn't pick someone who's still alive. <laughs> I'm with you. I'm with you. Yeah. I'm with you. And I've is only that- had one person go in the future. But oh, really? I think that's harder. Yeah, they're like, I just want to go see where I'm at 20 years from now. I'm like, okay, cool. That works. That is was, cool. Yeah. Yep. I was thinking if I had to go in the future, I'd want to go like to where we have space travel and where we're a little bit faster. So I'm like a little bit of a of a techie type of person or like mm-hmm. sci-fi type of person. So if I could go in the future, I want to go where I, where I can explore space and see some of that. Because like, it's not going to happen in my lifetime. So it would be cool to be able to do that. Dude, you know what? It was only like it was less. It was like sixty years from when the first plane flew to when we land on the moon. You know, yep. so you never know. <laughs> I mean, they're going into space. But I'm talking about like super deep space. They may be people going, but I'm probably not going to be able to get on the ship at that point. So that was right. that was yeah. thought, but fully intergalactic travel. Let's go and fly at light speed from Mars to Venus. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, one day, man. Santari or wherever. Yeah, uh, yeah, that stuff. My family laughs at me because, like, I'll watch nature shows and I'll watch science shows and history shows. That's kind of like my thing. Um, so, parting words to to my guests, so the the people that are listening here, new coaches or just people trying to better themselves. What would be your, for lack of better words, five minutes of wisdom? You don't have to go five minutes, however long you want to do it. But what else? Would you want to impart to our listeners? It could be on business, it could be on life, it can be on whatever you want. You are not broken the way you are, okay? Social media and the internet and the fact that people can just broadcast their success to the world and broadcast their opinions to the world is having a very clear impact on the way people approach their business because people are approaching their business with two mindsets. One is I have to have everything now or two, I will get everything once I'm fixed. Once I have achieved uh, my perfect body or my perfect meditation routine, or once I've fixed all my trauma, I will make it in business. And the thing is, 
that like we spoke about before, success is, it is structural, it is not personal. And anyone is capable of creating success, even if they've had really big shit go down in their life that they still haven't sorted out. Yep. And it's very, very easy to feel inadequate, to feel less than someone else or feel unworthy of the success if you're not following all the rules that we're told we should follow in this personal development, coaching, business, entrepreneurial space. Your customers don't care what you had for breakfast. Your customers don't care if you had a cold shower that morning or how many pages of a book you read that day. They don't care if you had a really tough childhood or a really easy childhood like me. You know, we've, we've all come from different places and ultimately your business will be about the service you can deliver to people, the way you can systemize it to, to grow and leverage your time so that you love your business rather than a chain to it. And none of that is connected to how you feel you're worthy as a person, <laughs> you know? Yeah. All you need to do to create a great business is find a profitable and in-demand service as a coach that the world wants and go and talk about it. Go and talk to people about how you can help them and then give all your energy to helping these people. Being a coach isn't about, you know, having to be the perfect role model. Being a coach isn't about having to be the, the most disciplined, most dedicated person anyone's ever met because I was that disciplined, dedicated person where I was, my whole life was about being the best role model I could. And I had no clients, I had no money, and I was pretty much working as a barista. Whereas when I gave up the ego of let's show people how perfect I am <laughs> as a coach and as a person, and I started focusing on me and started focusing on just building the business and kind of living life the way I wanted to, guess what? You actually feel better about yourself. You'll end up doing the healthy stuff because it's good for you, not because you feel you should. And everything will flow on from there. People will smell that you are authentic. People will realize that you are being absolutely who you are and the word will start to grow. And it may happen slower that way if you're not presenting every single success on the internet. Uh, it may happen slower because, you know, people will go for the person who is you know, in the private jet or in the Lambo or posting their Stripe screenshots of how they made a hundred grand this month. And they may go with that person for now, but guess what? In a few years time, when all their shiny objects and all their faked photos have disappeared and people have figured it out, you can still be here every day, just being you, doing what you love and building the business that you want rather than the business that you think you should have. That is amazing. That's perfect. Agree a hundred percent. Alex, thank you again for being on the show. You brought a lot of fire, a lot of great content. Again, tell them again, just in case you missed it, where they can find you at. Cool. Um, so my name is Alex Morris. That is my name on YouTube. My company is called to the moon digital. That's where you'll find us on Facebook and Instagram. And my podcast is called coaches to the moon on all your major podcast platforms. 
Awesome. Thank you again for being on the show, Alex. And thank you for listening to the 150K podcast where we take your dreams to six figures and beyond. Remember, like Alex said, you're the secret sauce. You're worth it. You don't have to be perfect. You just need to be perfectly you. And until next time, keep doing that.